0: i to make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for Steve. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fannick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. you talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you.
1: And I will kill you.
0: Rent BioStream Stream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big-screen high sense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. With Steven Fenwick, and travel on. This is the captain. Brace for impact. The best movies
2: you've never seen. Welcome to the show. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I watch a lot of movies. He does. And what we do on this show is, weep. I pick a movie that I've seen many times,
1: and I show it to my good mate Trevor Long, who has never seen it before. Trevor, welcome. Great to be here. Great to uh, unpack just yet another movie I've never seen. I love coming up with the
2: movies that uh, it, look. It's it's not hard to find a movie you've never seen. Let's be frank. True. Yeah. That list is greater, getting shorter though, because we are building up your movie vocabulary, yes. your library. Is building is steadily building. This week we are talking about Gallipoli, and this this episode happens to be released a couple of days ahead of Anzac Day. So I thought it was appropriate we we do this movie. Uh, of This has been a favourite film of mine. It was released in nineteen eighty one, so it's uh, it's been around Hi. for a while. Stars Mel Gibson, a very young Mel Gibson, and Mark Lee. Was directed by Peter Weir, great director was produced by Robert Stigwood. Now, that name is familiar to a lot of people because he also produced Saturday Night Fever and Grease. Oh, wow. As, as he's got a solid portfolio. The other producer was one Rupert Murdoch. I saw that at the very start yeah. of the movie. Now, his father, Keith Murdoch, was a journalist in World War One and actually visited Gallipoli in September 1915. Wow. And he became, he was sort of like a war correspondent, became a bit of an agitator, okay. sort of uh, against the British top brass and how they conducted themselves during the battle. Director Peter Weir got his inspiration for the film after visiting a World War One battle site, spoke to his mate and screenwriter David Williamson. And he planned, his original plan for this no, movie Williamson, was, as in he was he's a playwright, he's yeah, written so like uh, the, the, club, the Club, yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay. he wrote the script for this. He's actually wow. in the movie, I'll tell you where he is too, okay. he's in the movie. Um, and his plan was to inc- to make it this gigantic, epic movie, and instead they decided rather than doing that, they were going to focus on just a small group of characters and yeah. sort of take it from, sort of humanise the whole thing. So I think that was a a good choice. Now funny thing is it took 3 years for them to secure the funding for this movie. The yeah. Australian government's film agency at first refused to fund it saying and I quote it's not commercial. So they didn't want a film made about Gallipoli one of the most important events in Australian history because it wasn't commercial.
1: It's funny when I saw the name Rupert Murdoch I assumed yeah. that, that he bankrolled that it. That he bankrolled it. Yeah,
2: well he produced it so he kind of partly bankrolled it. Right. It cost uh, two point eight million dollars. So I reckon he stumped up most of that. At the time, was the most expensive Australian film produced at the time.
1: Isn't it amazing to think that two point eight million dollars got you something that is now yeah so iconic? And,
2: and really, uh, and it was uh, quite it, the production value was cheap. massive. Yeah, oh, I was exactly. Say, right. You oh, see it on the screen. I don't see anything here that looks absolutely cheap. right. Well, you'd never seen this before, had you? So no, no. did you have any impression of this movie at all? No, Apart from knowing about Gallipoli.
1: Obviously, I know what it's going to be about. Yeah. Um, but I also know there's been a lot of movies made about war. There's also been a few takes on Australian participation in war. So I kind of even couldn't place in my head what this was or which one this was.
2: So, yeah, this was... Are, are, this was released in 1981 and cleaned up at the AFI Awards, you know, the Australian Film Institute, yep. sort of the Aussie Oscars, I call them. It, it yeah. cleaned up, won everything. Mel Gibson, Peter Weir, best film, the whole bit. A- at the start of the movie, though, it does carry a bit of a disclaimer. Did you notice this? Although, based on events which took place on the Gallipoli Peninsula yes. in 1915, the characters portrayed in this film are entirely fictitious. Yes. So basically saying, we're going to use this, it's like Titanic, you know, they said, we're well, going to use the historical event as the backdrop
1: and we're going, to, we're going to have our
2: story thoughts. on top of that. And I I, yeah.
1: I think that was also at the end. I think yeah. they even yeah. showed that that title okay. at the end. Did they? Okay. Because I remember re- reading that and thinking, okay, so not real stories, mm. but a story of a time and a thing and yeah. an event dra- dramatised, characterised through these issues, Yeah.
2: Alrighty, we're going to dive into the movie. This is your last exit before the freeway. If you love watching
1: movies, the best place to watch them is on Fetch. It's spot on, and uh, you can do that easily on your big screen TV. Plug in a Fetch, and you've got thousands of movies at your fingertips or at your voice command, as we've talked about in previous shows. But we're talking about movies that are available through the Fetch Movie Store. Uh, You can rent or buy movies in great quality, available to stream straight away after you've hit the rent button. So forget the old days of going to the video store, picking a movie, getting home, make sure it's rewound, and then going. You just now just search for a movie, find a movie, press the button, and it will play. Fantastic internet accessible movies. Plus, every month there's a movie box full of movies for you to watch for free. So there's a huge movie buff, um, the device, the Fetch Box. And if you haven't got a Fetch Box, ask your internet provider. And if they don't make them available, you can buy them outright at major retailers.
2: Alrighty, you're still with us. Now, we're going to talk about the movie. But first, before we get to the run-through, what are your impressions Out, You've seen the movie. You hadn't sort of heard much of it, did you, at all? No, I
1: mean, yeah. I no, I I couldn't have told you what was going to happen in okay. this movie, other than obviously going to go to Gallipoli. Yeah. So, but I tell you straight up, and you've already touched on this. I I guess I went into it wondering, is this going to be a Saving Private Ryan style, you know, mm. amazing yeah. cinematography of war? Yeah. I didn't expect it to be. I mean, how long's the movie? And eighty percent of it is yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, story, so the last twenty minutes sto- or twenty five minutes stories in of of young Aussies from the early nineteen hundreds. You know yeah. this. This was not at all what I expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, and so you expected war from the, ex- from the start. Oh, no, I expected, right. okay, tell me who the characters are and then let's right. go to war, Let's right? go to war, yeah, sure. So for that reason, um, I loved it because yeah. it wasn't... See, my problem with those kind of movies is, and you know, Saving Private Ryan's at a different level, yeah. right? And a different yeah. budget. You can really stuff up those movies by not making them feel real. I mean, it's yeah. a terrible thing to say, but yeah, when true, you're watching a true. war movie, you want to feel yeah. like you're there. Of course. And yeah. the bits that they did do I th- I felt were very well done. Yeah, it was excellent. But I loved the storytelling. I just yeah. loved. Oh, you know what I loved, and we'll get to it in the in the in the run through. But I loved that when you when you see a shot, you go like Australia, like boom, yes. it's just Australia. It's yeah. so so. Australian, you forget yeah. how how iconically unique Australia is yeah, because like the every there, scene yeah. let alone interior shots inside a house yeah homesteads and stuff it's yeah. just Australia yeah, true, yeah, it's true no, loved and,
2: it and that's I think this is the first Australian movie we've done on the show eh? we've, I I we've done an Australian so, yeah, show yeah, no, before yeah. and and this was um, uh, remarkable
1: I think for uh, for the time but also the fact it's Australian so what, what would your tweet be for this one uh, my tweet would be um, that's a that's a really good question it's hard it's, it's tough because you can got to be you got to yeah. be careful about the kind of uh, that, but let's say around Anzac Day, I'd say, given it's Anzac Day, I think that Gallipoli is a great movie to watch to take in the characters that define Australia. Yeah, because I really and do and appreciate what they did for us. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah. I I do feel like the s- yeah. the smarts of this movie is that you you feel the characters. Yeah. You feel that's the, what I like about it. The characters the are really well drawn. moments. Yeah. You yeah. feel they're all different. Yeah, mate. I'll be honest. I feel like a complete idiot watching this movie. Going in any day and age, there's no way I'm jumping in line. Like, yeah, you, it's hard. So hard to relate to. Yeah, true. You true. Make your kids yeah. watch this and go, like, I don't ever want you to go to war. But yeah, this is you? what this is what but, they but did. Would you like? Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah, at the time, I think, yeah, the, the feeling and that, about that's, the place. But that's that's yeah. what I loved about the yeah. intersection of Put two.
1: in that place. Two characters who had differing opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. well good done. Point.
2: Yeah, good point. Uh, for me, I saw this in the cinema. I actually saw this on a school camp. We were camping on the south. think it was in Jeroa, the south coast. Right. And one night, we went off to the movies, and this was what we saw. I, I was yeah. only, like, I think, 13 or 14 at the time, and it really had an effect on me. Really? I'm thinking, wow, it just made you appreciate just the, the sacrifice that people made and the whole story of the war. It was interesting remarkable. And uh, I've seen it uh, multiple times. I've even met Mark Lee, so the co-star. I met him at 2GB. He was in for the film's uh, anniversary a few oh, years ago. Yep. And I think it was when it first released on Blu-ray as well. They had a special edition of it. And I got chatting with him, and I think I had a photo with him and just telling him how what a fan I was of the film. And he said, oh, thanks very much. And he honestly... I remember saying to him, he goes, mate, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> this movie was 25 years ago. Look, like I was—you shot it last week. Yeah. It just looks so good." Whereas Mel Gibson looks completely—Mel Gibson, totally different. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's move into the casting call. Uh, Mark Lee, of course, plays Archie Hamilton.
1: What else has he done? He
2: was in Water Rats. Okay. Was in Home and Away for years. Oh, okay, right. And is currently starring in La Brea on Channel Nine. You know oh. that show on uh, Nine now. You can you can uh, you can stream it. Take your word for it. Yeah. So he's in that as well. Mel Gibson plays Frank Dunn. So he, where is this in Mel Gibson's career? Right at the start. Okay. This is 1981. was his. So, so this, is pre, this is pre-Mad Max, right? pre-Lethal Weapon, Braveheart, Ransom. So all those big movies. And some of them he, Braveheart he directed. Yeah. Now, at the time of filming, this is funny, Peter Weir, when asked about Mel Gibson, he said he's full of beans but really has no grand career ambitions. And yet... The ironic thing about that statement is that everyone at the time was thinking Mark is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. It was actually Mel Gibson who was the next big thing. Mark Lee yeah, had a decent career, but, but didn't really take off like Mel Gibson's career did. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Bill Hunter's the other main actor you've seen. Oh, yeah. You've probably seen him in every other Australian every, movie. Yes, exactly. Muriel's Wedding, Strictly Ballroom. Yes. I think they don't start an Aussie movie without yeah. Bill Hunter. He passed away a few years ago, yeah. unfortunately. It's but like Bill Hunter, Charles Bud
1: Tingwell. You've got a few. Oh, yeah. It's, People, yeah.
2: I think they call him uh, Salt and Pepper. He's in every Aussie movie. He's in everything. Yeah. <laughs> right, before we hit the run through, let's talk about our other great sponsors, Hisense. Now, if there's one movie that you can appreciate Ooh, yeah. on a big screen, it is Gallipoli. And Hisense have the big screens for you 75 inch, 85 inch TVs. Our motto around here is go big or go home. High sense TVs have remarkable picture quality. They've got a lot of proprietary technology, they're ULED screens, they use quantum dot technology to offer superior picture quality, and we're talking Great contrast, great black levels, high dynamic range, so the picture just looks amazing. But not only does it look good, it sounds good as well. Sound makes up half the experience, I think. So having Dolby Atmos on board, you are getting this virtual surround sound to really add to that experience, to really give you that cinema-like experience in your home. The VDARU operating system also makes it easy to navigate the TV to find the content you're looking for so you can find exactly what you want to watch in seconds. And the best part of it all is that Hi-Sense TVs all come with a three-year warranty. That's right, three years. They back their product. So if you've got any doubt, Hisense have backed their product, three-year warranty. You can't beat that. That'll give you real peace of mind. So if you are in the market for a new TV, what we recommend is a Hisense 85-inch TV. Go big or go home. Yep. If you want to find out more, head over to HighSense.com.au. Are you ready, Trev? Oh, I'm strapped in. We start the movie off in Western Australia in May 1915. It's a very Western
1: Australian story. Yes, it is, it's completely in Australia. Uh, no, Western Archie. Australia, though, like yeah. I, I was fascinated by yeah. the fact that it's not just a couple yeah. of characters. The Kimberley's, it's Perth, it's, yeah, Fremantle. The whole thing narrows oh, yeah. down to a Western Australian story. Oh, very yeah,
2: cool. and we see Archie. We yep. we know he's sort of is there warming up. And he's there with a guy who you assume is his coach or you yep. find out he's his uncle. And then he's, sort of, he, he's got a bit of a, a process before he races.
0: Come on, boy. Loosen him up. That's it. Now on the spot. One, two. One, two. One, two. What are your legs? Springs. Steel springs. What are they going to do? Hold me down the track. How fast can you run? As fast as a leopard. How fast are you going to run? As fast as a leopard. Then let's see you do it.
2: Let's see you do it, and so, he does run. He does run, and he he's clocking good him, time hand timed, right? Nine and five eighths, which is he mentions uh, Harry Lasalle's. He goes, "You've met, you've met, matched him. You're as good as him." So you know that this bloke is a, a red red hot a young athlete. Yep. Next thing we see is the the cattle drive, and and he uh, you see Archie's there, and he he tells one of his offsiders Les to go close the gate. He goes, "I'll do it when I'm ready." And he, when he when he ends up riding, he goes he, he goes don't spread the herd. Remember, he rides his horse right Straight through, all, through the, all, the all the work they've done. Us. They just yeah. screw it up, and um, you see that his friends are uh, there's a young young black fella there he's friends with, and he sort of sort of like he's oh, yeah he's my mate this guy, and they they get talking. He goes, oh right, so you uh, you fancy yourself as a runner, don't you? And uh, I think um Les says he goes, oh girls run, men box. Oh. So, uh, but then they uh, they
0: issue a little challenge. Shoot a I'll beat you to the home gate. But me on horseback. You on foot. Yeah, I'll go cross country. You take the track. That's a fair bet. That track five mile further. Yeah, have a go, Les. Ha! Huh. Okay. You're on.
2: But there was a couple of little uh, yeah. caveats here where he says, okay, uh, no, no shoes. You go barefoot. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, barefoot. barefoot. back. Go bareback. No so, saddle. How do you, that, do you reckon that was fair? Uh, no, not at all. No. I love how his mate, his, uh, his
1: fellow mate, rubs his feet with, like he says he's got, he rubs his feet with plants. Did you notice yeah. that bit? where yeah. trying to toughen his feet up. And I, so I've got to say, straight off the bat, and I know it was made in the 80s, but I love the fact that it, it it references, in this very small way, this early thing, this, the you know, the Indigenous versus yeah. the white fella community, yeah. because that absolutely happened back yeah. then. There was... Yeah. A, it, there's an interesting thing. You never see his mate, um, the the Aboriginal guy. You never see him in the in the homestead yes, area. He's, he's always, always outside, outside the, the gates. Fence. Yes, true. Um, you, but you see him as mates. Yeah. Like so Archie says he goes. Oh, we're mates. Yeah. There's of this. Yeah. There's this connection. I, I, I kind of love that. Yeah, about Yeah. Him. But
2: here, well, when they start the race, this is the first time we hear this incredible soundtrack. Go! <laughs> That's Jean Michel Jarre. You ever heard of him? French. Only French, because you
1: go on about him so French much. French <laughs>
2: electronic composer. i got to say, from hearing this soundtrack, got me interested in him, and I've been a fan ever since. Um, the The music you hear in this movie is Oxygen, which was Oxygen 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 are the, the tra- tracks on the right, album. It right. was released in 1976. So, about, what's that, six years, five years before the movie okay. was released. When I was born, yeah. Oxygen was released. And um, that's used throughout the film, all various tracks, and that song is "Oxygen 2, and that was my ringtone for many, many years. Was my remember when ringtones You're were cool? A very simple man. Yes, <laughs> that was my ringtone. Remember
1: when ringtones were cool? That's right.
2: Anyway, the uh, race is on, and next thing we see, that we, we see, well, during this sort of musical sequence, we see Archie sort of going yeah, across yeah, the dunes. It's, and it's yeah. pretty pretty Top yeah.
1: Gear style. You know, you, you yeah. don't get a sense of who's in front. <laughs> but it's, it's
2: all on Archie. You don't see the other bike. You see the other bike when, he, when crosses he crosses the river. Crosses over. Yeah, a couple it's, of moments, oh, see you later. Yeah.
1: There's a couple of moments where you think you, they're at least on track together. Yeah. But then they cut to a, you know, a, a ga- homestead, a gate, and there's a horse coming in on its own. Now, my first thought was that's – Archie's, uh, yeah, it's Archie. That's Archie's horse coming, you know, oh, to meet him. following him, him home. Yes. Yeah, right. But it's not until you see Archie running and his mate going, Yeah, Les, Lez Lez fell, Les fell down, Les fell down. And yeah, yes. you realise, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Old bareback bloke
2: yeah, fell, fell off, off his horse. So Archie won the bet. Yeah. But what does his uncle do? He looks down at his feet and, and they they're are all
1: shredded. Tre- yeah, oh, really oh, bad. gives me, yeah. give me guts <laughs> turning thinking about it.
2: And he says, oh, you got ability and you go and do this. He goes, "That's all right, I'll still win." He, yeah, he, he got says, a "Gift, like we've got two a days. race coming up yeah, the the Kimberley Gift," and he and he and he says here in this part, he says, "Running isn't everything, you know." And then he, this is the first time he mentions, yes. "He goes, oh my mate, someone such as such joined up, you know." He goes, "Don't you be talking about that?" And and, and they, they have a chat about it. He goes, "What about you? You travelled the world as a, as a youngster?" Yeah. He goes, "Not to a war, I didn't." So he sort of said, look, anyway, your you an age."
1: So again, this is that whole about not being a story of someone, but it being a story about a thing. It starts to plant that mindset of this is this is the mindset of a young man thinking he's going to go off to war, and not just, not and not, not because he wants to fight for his country, because he wants to see the world. Like, he sees that as an opportunity to sees see the world. Sees it as an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that mindset yeah. is yeah. impossible well, to don't plant. don't forget,
2: he's, he's a young kid living in Western Australia who has, hasn't seen anything but Western Australia, so well, and his living, idea of this is, right, there's a big world out there. He's living in the middle there. of nowhere, too. Yeah, and right. there's a big world out there to explore. Yeah, yeah. So um, he, he says, look, he, he mentions, his uncle mentions, look, you're underage anyway, so forget it. Your mum and dad yeah. will never let you go. Um, they're at dinner, and he tells dad about the race. He goes, oh, right in the middle of the muster. He goes, make sure you get your share of the work done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you see the uncle reading uh, the kids' bedtime story. It's actually uh, the Jungle Book excerpt. about uh, oh. The excerpt is about sort of coming of age, so it's kind of topical um, about Mowgli. Have you read Jungle Book? No. Mowgli, anyway, that's, that's from the Jungle Book. <laughs> and we see Archie, though, opening a uh, newspaper clipping. He's got a sort of clipping in a book and he yeah, reads about the it. war. and yeah, yeah. He's sort of, you know, like someone would look at something that they're a fan of. Yeah, but he's got like, this thing
1: about the it's war. It's like keeping a, a picture of the Maldives in, yeah, in, 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 <laughs> in your
2: pocket for inspiration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next thing we see, though, are these bunch of workers by the railway and they're reading about the war.
0: London, 29th April. The War Office announces. Despite continual opposition, our troops have established themselves across Gallipoli. Gallipoli.
1: I love that. Because think about how we know the word Gallipoli. Yeah. And then think about seeing it for the very first time and going, how do you sound that out? Yeah. Gallipoli. Yeah. That was good. That was brilliant.
2: Really good introduction to the name of the movie too. Um, And then I think that character that says, that's it, I'm going to join up. He goes, oh, me too and then they say, oh, you got to be in it, you know, they're talking about how the girls love the uniform and everything, and then they turn to Frank, which is Mel Gibson's character, and they say,
0: well, what about you? Hey, we could all join up together. Count me in. Come on, Frank, you got to be in it. <sighs> no, thanks. If you blokes all want to go and get yourselves shot, go ahead. Well, I'm not scared to die for my country, Frank. Well, good for you, Snow. You go and sign yourself on.
2: And uh, we sort of established that... He's kind of the not like the cynic of the bunch, you know. He yeah. sort of think, yeah, if you want to go do that, good luck to you, but just leave me out. Yeah. I love this next part where they're supposed to be. Are they like a worker gang or something there? Though they're yeah, sort of like working work out. for the railways, and then they decide, yeah, you know, we're out. And then they they see the train coming, they right, they bolt off, and they go up yours, and see you we'll later. See you later. They leave the boss in the shade. And the boss goes, "You'll never work for the railways <laughs> again." Yeah. <laughs> like they want to. Yeah. Uh, next thing we see is Archie packing up to go to the big race. Um, grabs his spikes, kisses his mum goodbye. Do you notice this? He gave his mum a big hug, mm. and she says, "Oh, what are you doing? You're only going for two days, and you you sort of have an inkling that uh, it might be longer than yeah, it's two days. It's kind of a
1: really cool moment because you realise the mum has no idea, but the kid, yeah, he, he's he's signing off. He's he's yeah. saying "ciao,
2: uh, next thing we see is the Kimberley gift and we see the running races and uh, yep. the whole this little colourful sort of carnival yep. atmosphere. And then you see Frank Dunn sitting in a car. Don't forget this is 19, what is it, 1915. 15, yeah. So he's in you know, a, that'll be a, because very, what, Arch- that a model Archie, or something. Archie
1: got to the race on, on a horse and cart. Yes. And here's Frank Dunn sitting in someone's car. Yeah.
2: And I think he goes, oh, get out of the car. He goes, I'm oh, just having a look, boss. Yeah. But then uh, Frank Dunn decides, you know what, he's
0: going to enter the race. This where you enter for the gift. Interest closed a week ago. I've been out back. What's your name? Dunn. You registered? Yeah, in Perth. When did you run the last race? Fremantle, about uh, six months ago. Yeah, I know you. The stand-up start. You've got a scratching. Give him a go. What's the prize money? Ten guineas. And the medal. Anyone take bets? No, it's against the law. How much was you wanting to lay? How much you <laughs> 20 quid. You're pretty confident. Where's your 20? Young Archie Hamilton's running. Who's he? Probably the fastest kid in West Australia, if not the country. What's he run? Under 10. Wouldn't want to take your money without fair warning. So he warned him. A up very, front. very lovely
1: thing well, for him. He'd already a had
0: his
2: side money side bookie to do. Yeah. Well, he said, "Oh, we don't take bets, but uh, how much you got?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Bit. I
1: also love the fact that there, there's a recognition. Like, and you think back, this is back yeah. before any. He says, oh, "You're the stand-up starter." Stand-up yeah, yeah. starter. They mention about about that later guy, too. You
2: know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, <coughs> the next thing we see, they're warming up and uh, ready to go. And I think his uncle says, "You know what? You can still pull out. You know, because his feet don't forget. Yeah, his feet yeah. are shredded." Uh, they mentioned the late entry of Frank Dunn. And then they're off and the racing and uh, Archie wins, just pips um, Frank Dunn yep. on the line. Next thing you see is they're up uh, chairing him up and they not only give him a medal, but for what do they give him first of all? It's a a beer, yeah. oh, Uh And then the lighthouse recruiters lighthouse, arrive. Yeah. So the the what did I say? Light horse, sorry, lighthouse. Light horse <laughs> <laughs> recruiters, and they are you know, they're beating the drum and everyone stops and thinks and well because this on. is
1: again this is one of those moments where you go I can't even relate to this, but that's mm. Like, today, you know, you if there was some sort of call to arms, there'd be TV ads and social media posts, you know, uh, encouraging you to join and sign up. But back then, they'd go, okay, there's a community event on. There's hundreds of yeah. people at the, at the gift. Let's go down and recruit. And so that's Excellent. what the Army was Absolutely doing.
2: Absolutely right, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, don't forget... Archie won the race and won in a pretty good time as well.
0: Nine and five sixteen sled you've equaled the great Harry Lasell's cut feet Jack. and all. Nothing's gonna stop you now. Jack. I'm not coming home. No, I didn't think you were lad. <laughs> Your bag weight a ton. What do you got in it? Oh, books mostly. Well, what if they don't take you? You don't look twenty one. They won't ask questions
2: when they see me ride. Don't forget, this a light horse. So he's yes. a really good horseman. Exactly. So he thought, yeah, i but Once I'm. There's another movie about the light horse brigade. Yeah, is there is. Yeah, that yeah. was made later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Look," he gives him the stopwatch. Remember, he goes, "Here, take this," and then he says, "Look, God bless your boy," and then he sort of he resigns himself it. to the fact that yeah. this kid's made his mind up. He's going to break the news. He's off experience. there. Yeah. Good luck with that. But then he gets to the line, and um, the the guy they're lining up, and he goes, "Right, I mount up," and then Les Les the guy, remember the guy I had the bet with. Yeah, he's there. He he joins up, and he says, "Oh, I know this guy. He's only 18. And he goes, "Oh, you know, if it's a matter of a few months, we could make an exception. But if you're eighteen, sorry, you're off." And then he, yeah. remember, he takes off on the rides of the track anyway, just to try and prove, just to show, look, but he he still doesn't get in unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, next thing we see is Frank Dunn trying to do the dodgy, trying to sneak, trying out, to sneak out of the hotel, and, and the bike the bloke says, "Excuse me, he's got his bill." <laughs> he goes, "Oh, sorry, mate." Don't worry about. And then he walks out the front. Did you hear the old-timers out the front? They were actually reading about Gallipoli as well. So oh, they were reading right. out a, about the new in the newspaper. Yeah. But then he walks past the cafe and spots Archie. Remember? So he's yeah. in the cafe, and he walks in, introduces himself. He says, oh, look, you know, I'm, so I'm surprised to see someone out here racing and beating me. He goes, he goes oh, I'm really surprised. He goes, oh, he goes, what are you doing? Are you not joining up? He goes, no, I'm, I'm underage. And he goes, well, why don't we try again in Perth? And he goes, oh, that's a good idea. And then he eats his food. Remember, the woman comes over and goes, oh, I'm not hungry. He goes, oh, I can't see food go to waste. Yeah, and He either. inhales his food. But then they decide they're going to head to Perth. they going to go to Perth. They jump on the train. And he goes, are you, are you sure that's heading to Perth? So he's he's go, like, there's nowhere else we Where else going to go? And um, they they jump on. Remember, they're running by the train. And they, he jumps on. And then next thing we see is they're stopped. They open up the, the door. And they're just in the middle, middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> and the guy goes, so what, this is Perth?
1: But my the best part about this moment here is, I think he, he talks about, you know, where they need to go. And he says, yeah. you need to walk across the lake. Now, to any American or yeah. Englishman watching this, you'd think you can't walk across a lake. And then you go, yeah, oh, yeah. we're talking about, you but know.
2: The reason why, though, because he says, oh, next train's in two weeks. Yeah. He goes, oh, bugger it, two weeks? Mm. And they decide, oh, you can go across the lake, like you said. And uh, they felt right. And then, uh, which, which by the way is madness, because yeah, was well, fifty. We think we're saying it was fifty miles it, or something. It, it was hot and yeah, it's
1: like a death sentence. It's yeah, a and he gave him
2: a thing of water to take with him, and so. I don't know sort of the exact actual time it took him to do that, but you get the impression it took him a while.
1: Well, there was one, at least one or two nights of, yeah. of sleeping scenes, but it
2: didn't matter. And the guy's yelling after him: "He goes, you'll never make it!
1: What are you doing?" And
2: um, remember, he was checking for the stopwatch for yes. directions. So I think he, he said was using the time and put the, the, the sun. twelve to the sun and the halfway between the hour, hour hand and the, and the sun is north. The, Did yeah. you know that being an outdoorsman? Um, but then they get chatting about the war as well, and we're thinking, well, what what do they sort of get into this debate about the war and whether it's, you know, what are they doing, what they're doing
0: about it? What, are you going to join the infantry? Not joining anything. But you've got to be in it. Don't have to if you don't want to. You've got to be. No, I don't. It's a free country, haven't you heard? I'd be ashamed of myself if I didn't fight. Well, that only proves one thing: that you and I are different. Let's drop it, eh?
1: It's a fascinating bit because, in, again, it's a it's a insight into the yeah. thought well, process the of the time. Yeah, the attitude. Yeah, the You can imagine yeah. two people, yep. even best of mates, having yep. that differing opinion, and you can totally imagine the argument. It's not our war yeah totally like yeah, you can exactly. imagine it that's today that's what they say often you, yeah. you hear it still today about yeah. conflicts why, around why, the world. why should we get involved
2: yeah, yeah true and uh, I think at the time though there was a real at the like, people of their age they're thinking if they didn't join up they'd be perceived as cowards they're thinking yeah you know, it, what, do you remember I can remember reading about in World War 1 and 2 where if you if they people know there's a man under of over, over eighteen living in a house that's not in the war, they'd leave the white feather in their mailboxes. So the uh, white yeah. feather is like a symbol of a coward. Yeah. So I think there was that sort of sentiment too, but I think Archie was just determined to get over there and got to be in it. Sort of yeah. is what he was sort of talking about. Um, next thing we see, they're still struggling to cross. He goes, "Oh, it's cloudy, can't see the sun." I think they realise they've been walking in circles.
1: There's one shot where they pull out. Yeah, quite you see high, the footprints. You see the footprints are at the very least a semicircle. circle And yeah. you're thinking, dude, how hard is it to walk straight? Well, that's it, pretty hard.
2: In the distance, though, they catch up with a camel driver. So they see the camel, the guy with the camel? Yeah. And he goes, oh, boy, it's, it's your, your lucky, lucky day. day. And then uh, he asks him, what are you doing? He goes, oh, they tell him about the war. He goes, what, what war? Yeah. So you yeah, think, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? He goes. the war against the Germans, and he goes. Well, how would it start? He goes. Well, I don't really know, but it's the Germans' fault. Is, is basically what he said. <laughs> and he goes. Well, we can't see what it's got to do with us. And then like, uh, um, Frank saying he goes. Yeah, tell him that. Like he's. What the hell are we doing here? Anyway, they make it across the lake, and uh, you see. I love it how Mel Gibson turns back. Goes. We made it, you bastard. <laughs> he's turning back there. Uh, what they arrive at is a property. Yeah. So this is like a remote property, and they they they're welcomed into the house. They're guests for dinner. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Archie tells him he goes oh, I'm thinking of uh, joining the White the Light, light horse. horse so yeah. he's thinking great and I think let's give a toast to our brave young friend I think Mel Gibson says oh I'm gonna I'm not going to join I've got business interests yeah, and then he says I'm not going to do made to look a fool because yeah. they want to toast the brave young toast lad toast the brave young lad but after they after dinner um, Mel Gibson asks the question
0: they only take Toffs and Farmer's sons and the Light Horse
2: so he says well they, uh, he says no he goes you, you'll be and he goes can you ride he goes of course I can ride and then he admits to him later, he says, oh, I can't ride. <laughs> you, oh, you got to teach me. So Archie Archie teaches him. They head off to Perth. Um, when they get there, so Perth is where Frank lives. So they're yeah. at his man's house. His old man's there house, old man's house. Yeah. yes. And they're, he's scratching out the name and he goes, righto, name? And he goes, oh, Archie LaSalle. So he takes the name of the, his runner that he admires. And um, so he says, he says, righto, we're going to make you look a bit hot. <laughs> Did you like how he he glued the he fake gets beard? He goes, oh bugger off! He let cuts you know. his hair,
1: gets vaseline, and
2: <laughs> it's, it's he gets him pissed as well. He's it's drunk. It's a
1: very awkward moment, <laughs> but it's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> oh, it looks the worst looking beard you've ever seen. I love how Frank though says he goes, what are you going to do over there? He goes, don't worry, I'm not going to be with the British. And I think he goes, oh, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to keep my head down, come back an officer. <laughs> Is what he's added. That was his plan. Anyway, they turn up at the recruitment centre. And uh, we see Major Barton—that's Bill Hunter's Bill Hunter character for the, the first, first time—and yeah. uh, he says, uh, ah, Archie LaSalle, Is there any any relation to Harry LaSalle, the famous yeah. runner?" He goes, ah, no." So he goes right on. You go. So Archie rides,
1: smashes it. Nails. He's it. in. Frank Next mounts up, up. Frank's turn. And this, yeah. is, this is one of those great <laughs> moments, and you can imagine doing this yourself. You get on a horse, yeah, and he looks like a goose getting on, and then he tells him to ride, and he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, yes, Because we, we all see it on Yellowstone and stuff. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. And he does nothing. And Archie's just saying, Kick it, Kick, it, Kick, it. Kick, Kick it. And he does, he's moving his legs, but he's oh, not doing it right. Poor bloke, and yeah. so the bloke crosses his nose. Yeah, Righto, get Off you go. Get off, off mate.
2: Go. So the horse the, the horses stood still. Frank leaves, embarrassed, the poor guy. And later on, they catch up in the pub. And he sees Archie's, Archie's in, in, uniform in uniform and yep. they're talking about stuff. And uh, he says, Righto, I'm off to the war. I think the officer comes in. He goes, Righto, everyone. That includes you, LaSalle. He's yeah. got to remember his name's Tassal name now, name. right? So, next thing we see, they're shipping out. The officers arrive. Uh, they were all on the dock saying goodbye to their wives, including Major Barton. Did you see yes. this little scene where he kisses his wife and yep. she gives him a bottle of Moe? Yeah. Says, look, for our anniversary, Drink this on toast your anniversary, us on our yeah. anniversary. Gives her a kiss and then off, off he goes. Um, Frank then bumps into his mates in Perth. His
1: mates who are all yeah, signing up. Yeah, the other up. mates from the railway, remember? Yep.
2: They're all signing up. He um, goes, mate, it's our last night, buy us a beer. And then they go have their health checks and then uh Frank decides, right, I'm on board. Let's go. So the next thing we cut to, we've left Australia now, we're in Cairo. Yeah. July 1915 in front of the pyramids. Is this Our shot in Cairo, in, of course it was. It's so in front of the pyramids. It looks mate, you
1: can't fake that. Well that's so, what well, that's what I'm getting at. It was oh that was on great. that they budget. Even climb it later. Mate, on yeah. that budget. Yeah, solid. This is remarkable. Yeah, it's really well done. Now in the do you remember
2: this AFL game? They're playing AFL yeah, in front of the pyramids. And it's the West Australians versus the Vicks. Yes. And he goes, we're going to handle that lofty bastard. Now, that lofty bastard was David Williamson,
1: Williamson. Uh, the okay, writer. Right. That was him,
2: tall bloke. Remember, they end up backing him up, and then they yeah. go, choose off we go. They leave him behind. There you go. So, uh, yeah, anyway, they're up to the spot in, uh, in Cairo, <laughs> and the funny. officer warns them about the local dangers.
0: And for those of you who are contemplating some... Horizontal refreshment. Ah, Just be warned, because those proverbial few moments of pleasure are very likely to leave you with a legacy which is horribly painful, difficult to cure, and may get you sent home to face embarrassing questions from girlfriend and or wife.
2: <laughs> so I I remember at the time remember I watched this when I was a kid yeah we used to use that all the time horizontal refreshment we used to talk about that uh, <laughs> joking around at school too so uh horizontal refreshment mate uh, we see them in a bar next, and they're, look, did you find this? Uh, this is sort of, I, I wrote in my notes, they're looking at 1915 porn. Yeah. It's there was just, these it's pictures like, of naked, semi-naked women. Yeah. And they're thinking, they're thinking whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> you are to look at the pictures. And um, you realise in this kind of scene overall, yeah. there's another guy walking around, essentially selling them. There's yeah, someone that's yes. selling these photos. photo,
2: photo, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But then Barney walks in, and he goes, hey, boys, check this out. He pulls out the relic, he goes, oh, it's been buried, this is a thousand years old. <laughs> and then, well, there's a Billy pulls out his one, he goes, oh, where'd you get yeah, yours what you pay for yours? <laughs> he goes, what'd you pay for yours? He goes, two quid. He goes, what about you? He goes, five, Bob. He goes, ah. <laughs> so they decide, though, to sort out the shop owner. They go back, right? And they go, "Right, we gonna sort it out. And I think, I love it how when Billy says, oh, you know, we've got a different, you know we're, we're, dip- we're here, we're, we're diplomats, you know, we're ambassadors for our country. And uh, when, when the, the message is not getting through, they decide, I think, uh, Frank decides to take matters into his own hands.
0: This is not mine. Now, I'm going to get really bloody angry here. Now, no, no. No, listen, mate. I know how you feel. But while a sail is a sail... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, what I was saying is while that... Hey, there
1: we'll people- go. Go. So he goes, he get rips out. apart two shelves, gives him get his money... On. Go out, he go gives out. gives him the money. He says, fine, <laughs> fine. Here's your money back. But we hear this. Hey, fellas. That wasn't a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong shot. He walks past. It was the one across joint. the road. Yeah, yeah. So he's thinking, "Oh go That was funny. Next thing we see, uh, we see there's uh, there's a few of the ladies of the night.
2: nights, Yes, the uh, the. And I think
1: it's it's the blonde bloke Snowy that's a bit Snowy. disgusted he's, by this. He's their. kind of the uh, the, the traditional values. Got the
2: values. Yes. And doesn't want to. He goes. What are you going to say to he's him? He's me. You're you, well, you Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> what say? You he's you and yeah, I'm, I'm Mel Snowy, Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good on you, mate. That's bloody disgusting. <laughs> he says. Um, and he, I love it how they're saying, we clean, we clean, I'm clean. And and they said, oh, uh, I love how Billy says, if you don't mind me asking, how much? And they say, oh, 20 piastas. He goes, oh, that's only four bob. <laughs> he goes, well, let's go, we, we could be dead next week. So off they go and Snow, he's left behind, he goes, I'm disgusted. Uh, next thing we see, the training exercise in the desert, member, they are all yeah. there. And uh, you see the locals, remember the locals? The locals selling, are with them everywhere, yeah, yeah. eggs and fruit, trying to flog them stuff. Yeah. Um, the enemy's the light horse, and he goes, oh, let's show these infantry what they're made of. Even though their asses are three feet off the ground, they're no better than us, the light horse. So uh, the officers are up on top of the hill watching, did you yep, notice this, yep. including some of the people we see in, later in the movie? And uh, they see the exercise, they're, they're watching this exercise unfold, and who do we see? Archie! And Frank meet up, and, and rather than engaging in the in the excess in the Play war games, catch they're up. catching up and laughing and carrying on, and um, the uh, so they they've then sort of start hanging out in in Egypt. But then it comes up to because remember how Archie beat him in the race, right? Yeah, this is reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. Remember the episode where he gets beat? Yes, and the, he goes, "Look, you know the problem is with you." He says, "It's it's the way you start." Do
0: you know what your problem is? What? way you start. Uh, <laughs> you're wrong, Arch. No, you're wrong. no, no, no. Crouching makes all the difference. Harry LaSalle's group Archie, you're wrong. Now, if you crouch down, you've got further to go to get up. Try First to the pyramids. Okay, you're on. Ready? Set. Go! go!
2: And that's again Jarrah. Yeah, I was just going to say, oxygen, you only played that clip well. so you could hear that little bit of that music. little bit at the end, yeah, that's right. Uh, so they race to the pyramid. I thought yep. i really love this. was shot beautifully. It was a good scene, yeah. They
1: climb up to the top and carve their names. The The, the shot of the movie yeah. is after they've carved the their name, the wide shot silhouette yeah. of the two individuals in awesome. the sunset. Beautiful. That was
2: beautiful. So well done. He's got a good eye, Peter Weir, the director. really I'm
1: good. Ma- like, imagine yeah. like mm. shooting that.
2: Yeah. Uh, incredible. No, that would have been hard mm. to shoot. Uh, next thing we see, though, is Archie obviously wants Frank to join up to transfer over.
0: No. Maybe if you were brothers. But, sir, we... Uh... I said no. So we're not taking our horses, sir. So he wouldn't have to ride at all. Now, look. Your own blokes are going across very soon. Now why do you want to transfer, done? Archie and I are mates, sir. That's not good enough. We're trying together, sir. You run us? Yes, sir. Sprinters? Yes, sir. What's your best time for the hundred? It's not. We both quick. run under ten, don't we, Arch? Oh, well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> Young Lascelles runs under ten. <laughs> well, a fast pair of legs is never a drawback in any troop.
1: And we see that later on. So basically, what's happened here is um, he, he's convinced him to let him in because they're yeah. not taking their horses. Yes. To this part of the, the yeah. war, and so what does it matter if yeah. the boy can't ride a horse? They just That's want to right. be together.
2: But the fact that he can run fast, that 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 was important.
1: And is this the moment where Frank then gets his new uniform? And he's got this yeah. feather feather parades, in the cap, and he's parades in front of his mates. Like, yeah. a, like a goose, and his like mates what, are like, "Do you what, what Snow
2: said? Snow says what? infantry not good
1: for you. Good enough for you, mate. Yeah."
2: Sort of dirty that, you know, I think he sort of said, Look, it's unlucky that they we're splitting up. Yeah. He sort of didn't, didn't like Well, they're
1: like looking that. at it going, Geez, mate. We, yeah, you've, you, you've turned we, your back you on. Agree to sign up. We did this as a. Yeah. Yeah. A oh, you know, I can route. understand why they'd be oh, upset. Totally. Yeah,
2: they're going to war together. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing we see is the nurses' ball. You know, they're uh, at the, the, all the Australian and New Zealand nurses have, uh, and the, all the officers are there. And I love how um, Archie goes in with a legit message. And then um, Frank Dunn he just grabs a bit of paper and he goes, oh, urgent message for Major. Oh, he's over there and he just walks by the guy to get into the party, remember? <laughs> yeah. And then I think um, Barton tells him, he goes, uh, he reads the letter which says 6 a.m. departure. Yeah. And then he tells Archie, he goes, goes, uh, grab a
1: couple of drinks before you go, Archie. So, yeah. uh, you know, LaSalle. initially, initially yeah. the boss is unhappy that Frank's. Yeah, Frank here. Yeah, Tell Frank he shouldn't be here. and, and then have once, a couple of drinks. Once he gets the message, they're off. He yeah. tells him, "Don't worry about that. Just going to yeah, get the drink. Yeah, yourself. sounds good."
2: Anyway, you see them but They don't get. They don't leave straight away. They're dancing it up with the nurses. Yeah. Now, did you like this next bit? This next bit was uh, really well shot. I thought them sort of landing at Gallipoli pre-dawn. You see the spotlights, bombs hitting the beaches and all that. It was just a really a picturesque sort of quite a wide shot of the in the darkness. Sort of the boats coming out of the darkness. And where was this shot? This was shot in Port Lincoln in South Australia. Ah, yeah, so the right. whole scene, I'll got more about that later, but the, you know, that sort of the, the cliff, sort of the yeah. sand that's growing down the beach, that was Port Lincoln. Right. Yeah. South Australia. So they've landed in Gallipoli, they're marching to the trenches, and uh, the next morning, Archie's cooking up his breakfast. And uh, oh, did you love <laughs> how Frank goes, You, you, you know what I bloody hate he goes, you so, always so bloody cheerful. And he goes, <laughs> Oh, let the, yeah, let, let's get us some bacon. Uh, they decide to go for a swim, though. Did you like this bit where, they were tossing coins in the hat. Yes. And that was for insurance. So right you put your coins in there because, you know, they're mortars, mortars have yeah, coming yeah. in and bullets and all that. So they put it in there. And while they were swimming, the actual mortars hit the water and one of the soldiers got hit, memory, came out bleeding and he got the money. Yeah. That was the insurance claim, right? So anyway, weird thing there. Frank uh, is in the trenches handing out the water bottles. And uh, did you like this bit where the Turks are in the trenches like some distance away? And they're sort of playing games with them where the Turks are holding up a, tra- a target and they're having a shot and they're saying, oh, Australia, Australia. And then they're missing. They're pointing to the target for them to see if they can hit the target. Yeah. So they're sort of, you know, trash talking already. Yeah. Um, then you see Frank and Archie in the trench and they decide to think, oh, is this the shortcut to the beach? Now, this is important for later because the guy goes, shortcut to the beach, shortcut to the bloody cemetery, and he puts out puts the a can can out. yeah, and <laughs> they shoot it. And that's the important to remember for later, yeah, of course. Yeah. So they're um anyway they, they decide to, uh they're dealing for the bacon. Memory goes yeah, mate. here's this and this, and he gives him a gun and this. He goes right, I take your bacon. He goes they want the bacon for brekkie, uh and then Frank runs into his mates again. Do you remember? Yeah. He sees Barney and Billy and Snow, and he introduces them to Archie. Archie's introduced to his friends. Uh, we then are in the officers' tent, and we sort of learn about the mission.
0: What you're telling me, sir, and correct me if I'm wrong is that the infantry attack on Lone Pine and our attack on the Neck are just diversions. Uh, not just diversions, Major. Vitally important diversions. Tonight, 25,000 British troops to land here at Suvala Bay. Our attacks are to draw the Turks down on us so the British can get ashore.
1: It's so a criti- and This yeah. is critical to, because, I mean, you hear a lot about Gallipoli and stuff, but you don't, unless you're a historian, you don't really understand and know what happened. But this, for, an, for a novice, it presents the picture that the Aussies have got a job to do regarding yeah. drawing the Turks away in two two waves, two kind of yep. different different at Lunt, Yeah, we learn about the two Lo- n- yep. battlefields: yep. At Lone Pine and and here and the in neck. L- yep. and, and the the British are going to come in at Sewell Bay. So that's that's the objective. Yeah, the objective is to get the British safely onto onto the land at Sewell Bay. They
2: also said they go, before they go over the top, they're going to hit the trenches with a barrage. So and,
1: and you see them all check their watches. Yes, so think, says right, we're going
2: twelve hours from now.
1: Yeah yeah well, and we'll stop that we'll stop the barrage at 4:30 yeah. and then you're off
2: so the idea here the the other the, the major says the the, the colonel says um, we're going to not you know by the time we do this we'll be Constantinople in a week and we'll knock turkey out of the war that was sort of the the plan yeah. Uh, next thing we see, Frank, it's a care package. Do you see this? The care package. Yeah. I loved how he said, he goes, uh, the woman who sent the package, he goes, oh, you know, she's, oh, it's a thought that counts. He goes, yeah, well, wish he had a thought a bit more because <laughs> there was stuff he didn't really need. Yeah. But then I love how he goes, "Then I've got a bill for my bike. Remember he wanted, the he told him he wanted, services services he wanted bike. to build yeah, yeah, a open a, a bike shop. shop yeah. 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 And then they discuss, well, what are they doing next? Sort of where, where are they going?
0: Are going for the rich? No. What's it called? Land Time. What are you, blacks, doing? Uh, going for the neck tomorrow. Neck? Yeah, I reckon the tooth's got machine guns everywhere. I yeah, well, ship's guns are going to knock them out before we go.
2: So we know that the mission is the barrage, very clear now. Over the top, ship's and guns, guns you take go. them out.
1: Then we're in. Off you go.
2: So we we know that Frank and Archie are there, standing by. Um, they hear the first wave go over. So you know the whistle, and then yeah, and then then the machine gun. Just cuts them down, man. We see this is the first time we're thinking, holy hell, they're just getting cut down straight away. So we see the many casualties. I think they're the, treating
1: the wounded. the The important thing that happens here, though, is the 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 barrage that that occurs yeah. against the Turks ends, and there's this decision about are we meant to be going over yeah. now? Or, well, yeah, we or not? We'll,
2: we'll get we'll get to that as well. But the this first wave went over, and then Frank sees Bill.
0: You, you all right? Brownie's dead he was running alongside of me and I thought he just tripped you know how clumsy
2: he is so the, that really hit home because that was yeah. one of the characters that we knew for the whole movie yeah. he's dead that's it yeah. and he said oh, I thought he tripped over but it was really emotional I thought um, we also find out that Snow was wounded and he, he tells Frank, he says, mate, he goes, they're not giving me any food or drink. Well, why, like, he's obviously got fatal injuries. He's probably going to die. So my impression was that they're not feeding him because he's going to be dead. So let's save the food for someone else. Did yes. you get that impression? Yeah. yeah. So it didn't look good for him.
1: They know he's, he's, they, yeah. they know he's gone.
2: Yeah. So we see Frank and Archie, uh, the officers come through the trench And then uh, Barton recognising you as you're Archie Hamilton, aren't you? And then he he talks about wanting him as a runner.
0: I want you as a runner tomorrow.
2: But, sir, I'd rather
0: fight. A few extra yards of speed, son, could save the lives of hundreds of men. I've come a long way to be in this. I don't want to miss out now. I need a runner, Hamilton. Communications won't last five minutes once the shilling starts. You could use Frank. He's just as fast as I am, and I'm the one that really got him into this. He wanted to start a bike shop. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Did
1: you, didn't you find that Archie's that determined to be involved even yeah. despite what it's seen and, and, but see what it does is it takes you from that mentality of I just want to see the world this is an adventure too he wants to fight the war yeah he wants to be involved he doesn't want to get
2: this this like it's like a pass isn't it's it? basically like, an yeah, easy job off it's the a hook gar- it's a, look, yeah. it's tough they actually say the... that to Frank later yeah. yeah so that was remarkable it just says a lot about his character uh, next thing we see is Officer uh, Major Barton it's his anniversary. He's listening to the music, drinking yes. the champagne, toasting to his wife, which I thought was quite emotional. Imagine imagine the, the people that left their families behind and those that, a lot of those soldiers would never see their family again. They, they no. gave their life for our country. And, and so all these war widows sort of back home hoping to... And it's not like... Th- Today, where you can find out in a day that they're dead, either over the internet or a phone call, yeah, it would be weeks before they'd know.
1: Weeks or months, and yeah. And so,
2: yeah, it just really hits home. And, and again, uh, I'm glad we're doing this around this time because there are still some... some the, the Anzac Parade marches are thankfully back on after COVID. You see these people who, you know, young and old, even the people yeah. who served in Afghanistan, all these places.
1: That's a choice. It makes you appreciate
2: this. That's right, yeah. a choice you they could, made. You could yeah. be a plumber.
1: But yeah. They choose to sign up. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah something I it's something I'll never understand. Yeah. And and movies like this I think help you at least get an insight into the mindset that is, you know, Archie. Where you go, no man, I'm here to fight. And they were young. They were young men. They, were, oh, I mean, they, they had their lives ahead of them. He's it. eighteen years old. Yeah. He he wants to fight a war. That's just incredible. Yeah. Man.
2: Next thing we see is Frank is asked to report to Major Barton and he's yeah. told, Look, you're off the hook, he needs a runner. And uh, they say, look, I'll, uh, I'll see you when I see you, not if I see you first, which yep. is, uh, we'll hear that later. Then the first wave, and this is, remember the, 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 the other soldiers saying, okay, fix your bayonets, nothing up the spout, you know, just bayonets only, yeah. they are going in with. And so Archie sort of decides to, to write a letter before he goes over to the top, just expressing what they're feeling.
0: We're getting ready to make an all-out assault on Johnny Turk, and we know we're going to give a good account of ourselves and our country. Everyone is terribly excited. There's a feeling that we're all involved in an adventure that's somehow larger than life.
1: That sort of sums it up for him, eh? Look, yeah. the adventure but that's again, larger than that, life. That's actually what happened. They wrote letters. They did these yeah, things. You yeah. know, There's all these moments in this where you go, that's how we know this stuff. Because these guys did write diaries. They wrote letters and yeah. that stuff all continued, you know. And, sorry, I mentioned earlier, but this is that moment where it's like, okay, we're at this barrage, yeah. and they're, so no, they're but waiting they're, for a second a one they're, now, they're, they're they? are thinking,
2: well, are we going to have another one? Yeah, it's gone quiet. Is it finished? Like, have it's, we
1: finished? It's gone quiet. Yeah. But he looks at his watch, and it's not 4.30 30 Yeah, so
2: we're, they're, they're wondering what the hell's going on. Colonel Robinson.
0: Barton, sir. Barton, I don't care what your watches you say. Mine says they should have gone three minutes ago, so send them. So do you know they're back in the trenches? I know that, Barton, and I still say you must go.
2: So we... He's thinking, right, well, I've just got to follow orders, right? The Turks are back in the trenches. Second wave goes. They're cut down as well in seconds. Yeah. And did you love this bit here where we see Frank, um, um, Archie sees Les? Remember Les, the guy from the start of the movie, yeah. the guy that dobbed him in about being underage? Who, who, who is portrayed in the
1: early part of the movie as being this butch, yeah. you know, tough nothing guy. Beats yeah. me, tough yes. guy, yet in the trenches – He's just one of them, and he's, yeah. he's crying. He's crying, he's, yeah. He knows what's
2: coming. He's terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Second wave, and he goes over the top, and he's shot, I think, as soon as he gets his he head up over the trench. Boom, oh, yeah. dead. Third wave's waiting. Now, we get the call from the general, and one of the soldiers says there was a report of a marker flag being seen in the enemy territory, right? Mm-hmm. So Frank is sent with a message to Colonel Robinson... Talking about what's going on.
0: Pardon, the attack must proceed. Sir, I don't think you got the picture. They are being cut down before they can get five yards. Bloody line. Our marker flags have been seen in the Turkish trenches. The attack must continue at all costs. I repeat, the attack must proceed.
1: So, yeah. Frank heads back. This is the point where you're going. Dude, yeah, what this is are you doing? hard to yes, watch. So <laughs> because A, you've got yeah. a bloke running around sending messages, you've got communications yeah. cut off. So they're come, got, cutting off and coming back on, on and you've off. Got, you imagine you've got the ships out there that did this barrage, yeah. so they think it's all good. Turks are
2: sitting there with machine guns.
1: You've got the Turks sitting there with machine guns just reloading, yeah. and it, they actually show footage of them just you know reloading like it's just a sport to them. Yeah. Like Frank gets back with the message.
0: Marker flags? Who told you they were marker flags? I heard someone say they'd seen one, sir. Who? Who? I'm not sure, sir. Gray, you bloody idiot. Nobody got further than 10 yards. Why don't you go above Robinson's head, sir? General guard, Go like a whip.
1: It's a good bit because, A, the, it's, again, shot like that earlier race yeah. in, in Egypt. Um, you've got him screaming urgent messages, yeah. which is his way of saying just get out of the way. Yeah. This is the moment where he runs p- through that area that you know yes. is so like he, a passport. He, I to love death. what he says.
2: He goes, "General, garden to go." Like the when the music comes up, so that urgency, the music sort of pumping through there. And you're right, he decides he's going to take the shortcut. Yeah, and he does. Frank delivers the message to the general, and uh, we
0: hear this. It does sound pointless to go on. On the other hand... Excuse me, sir. The British are ashore at Suvla. Are they meeting heavy opposition? None, sir. Apparently they've called a halt and the officers are sitting on the beach drinking cups of tea.
2: So the whole they got through
1: without a problem, right? The British. And, and the so, critical thing here is yeah. communication to the general from from the British is yeah. good. That yeah. he's aware, He's got that... Oh, this is that oversight thing. You've got this oversight where he can look at a map and go, well, the British are good here. Um, we yeah, know but, that but here and now. He also knows that it's it's not going well, so he's reconsidering. And the only person now with that information is Frank. He's Frank who hasn't
2: so the, only person. the comms are so. Bar, um, the person Barton was talking to that officer, he he's he doesn't know this information. So no. Frank's trying to run back. That's right. To give him this news. Okay, we're gonna not The do only it. person yes. essentially
1: on the front line. It's Frank, and he's yeah got to get back to the line. So come
2: he, on. Archie, did you love how in this bit where he's starting his breathing exercises, like he's about to have a race? Yes. Talks himself the Frank, whole thing. Frank's running back, but uh, the orders are to push on.
0: Those men should have gone, Barton. Marker flags have been seen, not by me, sir. I've asked for confirmation from General Gardner. The orders are to attack, and you'll do so immediately. The British at Souvillon must be allowed to get ashore. Is that clear? You are to push on. It's cold-blooded murder. I said push on.
2: So he does realise that you know what he's got to follow the orders, and it's hard, right? Because so Frank
1: is meanwhile running back. Frank's running, yeah. Frank Frank's got this information. We've got this information as viewers, yeah. But it's also hard. It's it kind of portrays uh, that senior officer as being cold blooded, right? I think what you've got to remember is that he's got that overview thing as well, right? Yep. But he doesn't have what the General have. He doesn't have no, the British... no. He thinks the, the British... are cut off, yeah. He thinks yeah. the British are, are... struggling to get in. Could still be struggling. He yep. needs the British in. He needs the Turks distracted. Yep. That's his view of the world.
0: All right, men. We're going. I want you all to remember who you are. you the 10th Light Horse. Men from Western Australia... Don't
2: forget it. And at this point, the men in the trenches know the deal. They yeah. know what's about to happen. They're embracing each other. They, this is
1: hard to watch because yeah. they're they're not just embracing. other. they're saying goodbye. They they write notes. They take their personal possessions like their rings and they they, they stab them yeah. into the yeah. in, into the into the. They're writing face. letters.
2: Frank's meanwhile trying to get back to Barton. Archie, did you love this shot of him? He's left the stopwatch and yeah. his medal, and. Uh, he begins uh, his little pre-race routine.
0: Your legs springs. Steel springs. What are they gonna do? They're gonna hurl me down the track. How fast can you run? Not fast as a leopard. How fast are you gonna run? As fast as a leopard. And let's see you do it!
1: So this is. Yeah, did you I like was. how
2: the movie started and finished with that very same phrase? Those yeah. little those words. Mm. We hear Frank running back, and he hears the whistle and the shouting, and just screams like the futile effort of him, the waste of life that he couldn't. Get back in time to yeah. tell him to stop it, and the next thing is a runner. Is it's like Archie's like, running. It's like yeah. the
1: moment of losing a race, but it's the worst race you could ever lose, yeah. right? And uh, but the next this thing we this see, this yeah. ending of the movie, this scene where Archie runs over and he's it's like he's the only one that did run through. It's like yeah. so many of his colleagues got shot down, but and he makes it through like five meters more, Yeah, gets through, and then a shot and a freeze frame. Yeah. it's over, mate. It's I just find that yeah. to be the most... It's a sad ending, isn't it? It's, it's a heartbreaking yeah. ending. It's a, essentially... Not many movies end that way, do they? Let's be honest. Yeah, you yeah. go into this knowing we're going to lose a lot of these yeah, characters, right? Yeah. I think... True. Any war movie, you kind of realise you're yeah. going to lose characters, Absolutely right? right? Absolutely but right. Absolutely right. But I guess through the whole yeah. movie, the point is for us to think, is it going to be, frank yeah. or is it going to be Archie? Yeah. Die's, um, a, die's a hero. You know, die's a they, hero, They, right, they right? all do. Yeah. And he kind of, you know what? He
2: got to fight in the war. Which is what he wanted. He, he
1: died, unfortunately, pretty quickly. But yeah. I just think that the idea—imagine being Peter Weir and going, "Right, how do we end it?" Oh, so he gets yeah. shot. He comes down, and what do you have? Frank look over the perch. Yeah. Like, what do you do next? What are your other yeah. options? You have Frank look over the perch with a periscope, going, "They're all dead." Yeah. No, you don't need it. It's Did it's you over. The freeze frame of, of Archie getting shot across the chest.
2: Did you notice the thumbnail on, I noticed the thumbnail for this movie in various places where I did my research and all that. The thumbnail was him frozen being shot. That oh, was really? the thumbnail. I didn't notice that, no. There were other thumbnails when the movie came out of just Mel Gibson and Mark Lee in front of the pyramids. So that was kind of the, or, you know, just like general war scene. So that, yeah. that really surprised me. It's, it's like sort of the Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty yeah. giving it away sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, yeah. That was a little bit odd. Uh, A few – I've got three lines here. This was sort of a – this is also said a couple of times in the movie as well. This is the first time this is exchanged between Archie and Frank. See
0: you when I see you. Yeah. Not if I see you first.
2: (laughs) He says that, and in later on in the he movie, says in the, Archie in the trenches, says yeah. it to Frank. And so they sort of they swap that around. This is a, probably the funniest line of the movie when they're getting their medical <laughs> checks.
0: Teeth aren't all that good. You're supposed to shoot the enemy, mate, not bite them. <laughs> Don't Take anyone with bad teeth. If you don't pass him, you lost all four. And this is a
2: line I love. This this is sort of sums up Snow. When he's sort of bothered by the, the locals.
0: Hello, yeah. welcome, Australia. I got <laughs> off.
1: Boy, oh boy. So Australian. All right.
2: Now, how did that happen? Uh, this is kind of our uh, real-life v movie comparison here. Yeah. Now, this is controversial. Okay. Okay. Now, the impression you got from the movie and your impression of the British in this was... Looking back on it, the British were unfairly portrayed in this movie. The reason for that because is they that, were
1: given the advantage at Suvla Bay. Or, no, well, what?
2: apparently what had happened. The real deal here was it was it was uh, it was criticised because it's it's portrayal of the chain of command at the neck, right? So there's yeah, General Robinson, yep, the enough. other guy. So although he's seen Colonel Robinson he's seen. Wearing an Australian uniform, that guy that was telling him marker flags were seen, he was an Australian officer, so he was doing his That's job, right, right. Yeah. right? So he's doing his job, yeah. And he was mistaken for an Englishman. That accent he had, that clipped accent, could have been—you could have mistaken. Well, that yeah, for but a, see, you look at the accents accent. here.
1: Yeah, these are. I mean, Australians had very English-style accents back then. Even yeah. Mel Gibson's portrayal is very proper. Yeah, compared to Archie's. Yeah, at times. So yeah, I for think sure. that that properness is. Well, Ka-
2: Robinson's character was based on the Brigadier Major of the 3rd Brigade Colonel John Antill and he was an Australian Boer War veteran very little British command and control was exercised at the neck it was all Aussie control at the neck no hard, no British control yeah. now Les Carline wrote the book Gallipoli published in 2001 and agreed that the film unfairly portrays the British during the battle wow. so with Carline says the blame for the debacle was because of Antil. Because let's be clear, yeah, the, Aussie. the debacle
1: did occur. Yes, like we, it, we, of course we got to yeah. we got to remember here this movie is um, fictitious in that the, the characters are not real. Yes, uh, it's it's a made up story.
2: But the battle, yeah, the command structure and the orders were a little bit and sort the obliteration of, of the
1: Aussie Aussie waves. Correct.
2: Yes. So Carline says the blame for the the blame should be with Antil, the Aussie and the 3rd Light Horse Brigade Commander, Brigadier General Frederick Hughes. And I'm quoting Les Carline in his book here. The scale of the tragedy of the Neck was mostly the work of two Australian incompetents, Hughes and Antill. The film implies that the fictional and benevolent General Gardner called off the attack when in reality the attack just petered out when half of the fourth wave charged without orders while the surviving commander in the trenches... Um, Colonel Noel Brazier attempted to call the attack off. Now, what had also happened, Carline pointed out that the Australian attack at the Neck was actually a diversion for the New Zealand force, Uh. not the British who were landing at Sari Bear, not the British landing at Suvla. So, as they said, the British were
1: not drinking tea on the beach while the Australians died for them. Oh, see, it's funny, I guess a historian interprets these things, but I didn't look at it as being a poor portrayal upon the British, because I look at it and go, the British are drinking tea on the beach because they made it in, they're done, yeah. their, their job is done, I but, but don't know what's yeah. happening over there. I know that, the, but the, the, everyone the,
2: thought, we did this for you guys to have your landing on the beach... But we found out that you got to the beach, not a problem.
1: So we all died for nothing. Yeah, but no one the, knew that. Like you yeah. got to remember, there's yeah. no, there's no communication. No, but the, the but the
2: fear. You can understand though the feeling of the portrayal of the British was like. Oh, I can imagine it's all a their Brit fault, being sort of thing. annoyed yeah, about yeah, it because so, they get annoyed about everything. Really, Les easily. Carline's book. Well, I haven't read that book, but it's a, it's, a, it, it's a solid account it's a of book what you happened. You haven't there. read? Yeah, I haven't read that one. Wow. I'll have to get around to it. Now, in the movie, it also stated that you had to be 21 to enlist. Yeah, I thought it was 18. According to the Australian War Memorial website for enlistment, in 1914, the age requirement was 18 to 35. But in 1915, the age requirements were 18 to 45. But if you were under 21, you needed the permission of your parent which, or guardian. Which is why the line yeah, is, that's why he, you're 18, your parents would never parents let, you let you do it. Things you might not know, Archie Hamilton's athlete character was actually inspired by a line from the official history of Australia in the war, 1914 to 18. Now, the book was written by Charles Bean, and he describes a young private Wilfred Harper of the 10th light horse during the attack on the neck. This is what he describes in the book, Wilfred was last seen running forward like a schoolboy in a foot race with all the speed he could compass. So that that little
1: mm, line, single line, was
2: how Archie's character was, was made created. in the movie. Okay. So he was the athlete. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Gallipoli Peninsula was filmed at Port Lincoln. Okay. The market sequence was also filmed in South Australia at a fish market.
1: Due to really? the
2: popularity oh, of yeah. this movie, so the the popularity so of the, the...
1: Sorry, so the only thing that was overseas was the pyramids. The pyramids, piece. yep. Okay, interesting.
2: Due to you know how popular visits are to the Gallipoli battlefields as yes. a tourist destination, the film is shown nightly in several of the hostels and towns on the peninsula. They screen this movie every night for the wow. tourists. Yeah. For the cast and crew... They were involved in making this film. It really gave them an appreciation of uh, the of Anzac Day. So the work, yeah. those working on the film made them realise the true significance of it. Because Anzac Day, April 25, is based <coughs> on the attack on Gallipoli. Yep. So it really made them appreciate the importance of that. Yeah. Did you notice? No. <laughs> at the start, Archie Hamilton runs 100 yards in practice at dawn. Uncle keeping time. Yeah. He runs it and if you if you were to time it what how much time it took in the movie, it's actually he runs it in fifteen seconds of <laughs> screen time. It's not under ten, it's fifteen I seconds I love those things. Uh, in the pub scene where they're about to leave for Gallipoli, apparently there's a lot of flags on the wall. Yeah. And you see the wall the wall on the the flags on the wall of the Allies and you see France, Britain, Australia, and the US. US uh, Gallipoli Battle of Gallipoli occurred in uh, 1915. The US didn't enter the war until April 1917. Oh. So yeah, they weren't shouldn't have been an ally till then. Uh, also one thing you if you have a look closely a lot of the rifles and pistols that are being shot during the movie, mm-hmm. you see no recoil. They're not really doing the recoil No, yeah, it's all, right. right.
1: Yeah, it's all pretend.
2: Righto mate, that's the end of Gallipoli.
1: What is your wrap up <sighs> and rating? I I it's, it's weird. Isn't it weird to say thoroughly enjoyed a movie like that? But, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I you well know what made movie I thought quality well, movie. This is what I was going to say. I, I enjoyed it most because it surprised me in its genre is the wrong word, but in its, its composition. Yeah, because it wasn't a battle movie. Yeah, it, it was, was more a movie personal of war. story. Yeah, it was a movie of war from a personal perspective. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that I can't believe it was such a low budget film because it is almost impeccable in yeah, it it was its, made in 1981 so't matter two, it's still, 2.8 in 1981 is decent money I think I, I made, yeah
2: honestly, in, for an Australian production I, st- I yeah. still
1: think the fact that they went to Egypt yeah. instead of going let's just film the pyramid and do a green screen you know like yeah. I, just to give you some perspective Star Wars was made four years earlier
2: for 10 million dollars. Really? Star Wars was made for 10 million US dollars. So it was a
1: very yeah. expensive movie then, this one. For Australia, for an Australian budget, yeah.
2: it, it, at the time, it was decent, let's just say. It was so, decent. yeah.
1: I mean, bottom line, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely going to um, sit Jackson down and have him watch it. I think it's a great movie for that. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just the emotional. Just think, part. mate, your son is like four years younger than these people yeah. who went to war. The emotional connection you can make between how your thought processes are and how those are. Of a young wannabe soldier, and yeah, I know it's not a biography for anyone, but it's still I think it's important to, you know, just set the set the concept that yeah. we don't think like that anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's a nine out of ten for me without any hesitation. Yeah. I feel like it should be more, but I'm just going to say nine because I, I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, a, it's a favorite. I'm blown of away yeah. that Mel Gibson is this is this is the star afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, Mark but Lee was—he was, Lee, he was, he was the
2: star of the movie. Excellent. Would you agree? He was yes. a top billed actor. Absolutely. And Mel
1: Gibson was not sort of number two, Which,
2: and yet so his I, career. I now on. have
1: so many questions about you know uh, management agents and yeah, stuff like that. Well, whether or not that I, stuff has an effect, because who knows? Yeah. Why? Why didn't he go on to grand things? Mel Gibson just sort of know just caught the eye, caught the um, eye of the right people. But man, I, yeah. I was so good. And I, I, as I said, the you know the dusty outback, yep, the the all the Australian stuff, but also there was that. I think it was the moment where he was reading the Jungle Book. Those moments yeah. inside the, the the homestead just felt so country Australian Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. good. Brilliant movie, mate. One of my faves and also uh,
2: the music in it. I've, I just absolutely love that scene where he says, go like the wind and that Oxygen 2 just blasts through. Just, wow, just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Incredible movie. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, mate. I That's did. another thank movie you, that I've brought to you that you've enjoyed. Great respect. My to, record is to, pretty solid here.
1: Absolutely. Great respect around Anzac Day yeah, to, too, to everyone yeah, absolutely. Um, who, who's serving, uh, past and present. And Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. That's all we yeah, can say. Absolutely. Right. yeah. Well, next week, we can look forward to another classic and a
2: favourite movie of mine, Rocky. Oh, Starring wow. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian! I'll pull you up there. That's Rocky 2. Oh, what? Yeah, that's not
1: Rocky 1. That's outrageous. Rocky 1
2: was actually written by Stallone. Yeah, It stars Stallone.
1: So, so here's your... You, okay, what were you going to no, say? I was going to say, full disclosure, I've definitely seen Rocky. Oh. But
2: I'm talking... Yeah, you wouldn't... I mean, I know the, if there's a movie I've seen probably as many... Close to as many times as I've seen Star Wars, yeah. it to be Rocky. I, I'm talking. Yeah.
1: I saw it 30 f- years ago, okay. and I, I don't. Okay, oh, he's, he's a boxer. Anything. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> okay, that's all you know.
2: Yeah. Right, here's your millionaire question. Yeah, What which city is Rocky set Ooh. in? Oh, oh, a Chicago. No. B Detroit. No. C Philadelphia. Boom. D Pittsburgh it's so you've already Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. and I only know I that think- because of you because of your bloody to her. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's and a because I way. think that I think Philadelphia is the one that's you know I don't know America very well close but to it's, New York it's close to New York it's we 80, York 80
2: minute 80 minute train ride from New York yeah and I did the truck that's right I, I, I kind of yeah. gave it away didn't I yeah yeah, love it, love it. I've got a lot to say about this movie. Oh it's my one god, of my, one of my I'm favorites. not sure I'll get a word yeah, in. One of my favourites. after Star Wars, probably. I'm a Rocky fan. Next, it's,
1: so uh, I, he, he, you it. know, I can remember having Rocky in, in a big VHS. You know, yes. the big cases. Yes.
2: You know, the big plastic, yes, round cases. I do too, like an encyclopedia. My size. first thing I watched on a VHS, our VCR, mm. Rocky 2.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: That's the first thing I saw on all a video. Right. Bring yeah, it on. So bring it on next week. Uh, Rocky. uh
1: rating in terms of awareness for kids. Like, can I watch this on holidays with Jackson? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. Because okay. Rocky,
2: we're gonna find out Maybe is not Harry. More than just about boxing. Maybe not Harry.
1: Harry, enjoy it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's a, it, I don't think there's anything objectionable in it in terms of content. But yeah, you, you have it. a different no, <laughs> sense yeah. of no, it. No, no, but it. no, I know the movie <laughs> back to front, mate. You you are good. I think there is there's no swearing in it at all. So okay. It's uh, it's family viewing. Very good, yeah. All so right. I, I look forward to you joining us next week. This week we did Gallipoli, and again, thanks for your service, uh, all you uh, Australian soldiers who served and uh, fought for our freedom. Uh, next week we're taking a look at Rocky Trev. Look forward to seeing you then. See you then.